Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Bebop into Piano Man is also one of my favorites. I, it's a happy Friday when Fiddy dons the bucket hat and Wes in a Dominique Wilkins jersey is Bebop into Billy Joel's Piano Man to send us within one hour of the week. I'm also happy to talk about the Carolina Panthers offseason by heading to the Body Works Plus guest hotline. We welcome Ben Solak, NFL staff writer for The Ringer, also a part of The Ringer NFL show you can find on Spotify. Ben, thank you so much for the time, man. We appreciate it. How are you? Of course, I'm doing well. How y'all been? Oh, we're we're doing well. We're busy here in Carolina Panthers country, and the news does not stop. As it came in just about an hour ago, DJ Chark just signed with the Panthers. Of course, they're trying to load up on receivers after losing one in DJ Moore by trading him to the Chicago Bears in exchange for the number one overall pick. I want to start there, Ben. Just give me your initial reaction as soon as you saw that trade. What were your initial thoughts as soon as it came in? Yeah, I thought it was a square deal. Uh, I, I don't think the Panthers had to pay a premium to go and get number one, and I don't think that they necessarily fleeced the Bears. I thought it was about, about, about as square of a deal as you'll find, especially this far away from the first round of the NFL draft. Now, uh, including D.J. Moore is certainly a tough pill to swallow. That wasn't something that was talked about a lot in the months leading up to the potential trade, but as we got closer uh, to that, that, uh, that trade coming through and the Bears started talking about we want to be able to get this done before free agency, you start to read the tea leaves and understand when they're talking to the Colts, they're talking about Michael Pittman. When they're talking to the Panthers, they're talking about D.J. Moore. Moore is a solid wide receiver one. He wasn't, you know, field-bending, star power, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase yeah. sort of a player. But he was a, that, that, he was a solid wide receiver one. And you can cycle in your veterans as much as you like, Adam Thielen and, and, and D.J. Chark, and hope you get something out of Terrace Marshall. There's, there's work you can do to fill in kind of the boundary. But that's a gap, and it's, it's a gap that I don't think they're going to be able to solve this year in, in the offseason with trades, with free agency, with any of that. I think they're going to have to you know, take their lump on that for at least a year and, and, and see what some of the young guys look like developing and maybe figure out who that star wide receiver is again another year down the road. Well, and, and that's exactly what I was going to ask. I mean, just how comfortable should we feel here, Ben, with all of the pass catchers that they've gone after? So DJ Chark, we just mentioned, they, they signed Adam Thielen, they brought in Hayden Hurst. We're waiting for Terrace Marshall to stay healthy, one, and then hopefully improve as well. How good should we feel about those weapons for the number one overall selection? Right now, it, it's a solid room. It's fine. Uh, Hayden Hurst plus Ian Thomas, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, Karis Marshall, who came along fairly well, I thought, over the course of, over the end of last season. You're, you're not in a bad spot. You aren't. You, you have enough veteran guys, enough reliable talent around that when you draft that quarterback first overall, he's going to have the requisite pieces to develop him. It's not going to be like Justin Fields with the Bears, where he's throwing to a bunch of guys that nobody knows, and we're all wondering, okay, you know, is this. Uh, do they think this is going to work? Like this is stunting his development here. Uh, so you're going to be fine in that regard. It's it, it's a probably a, a average, maybe a little bit below average group in the league. But the main thing is that you're not hamstringing yourself with the rookie quarterback. That's the biggest box to check. 
this season, and because of the veterans they've got in there, they're not hamstringing themselves. That's the right thing to be doing. Well, and another offensive acquisition, just real quickly, I know you're very familiar with Miles Sanders, as you are everyone, but I know you have an extensive background covering Philadelphia. What did you make of that move for Carolina, and what have you seen from him in the past playing his entire career with the Eagles? I was surprised Sanders got that much money, uh, which, you know, when you look at the contract, I don't think they need to play it out all four years and, and for the, the 25 plus million that he got. But uh, I was surprised to see that he got that much money. Uh, Sanders is a boom runner, but also a bus runner, right? He will take chances on line of scrimmage. He will not necessarily go where his blocks seem to indicate that he should have gone. Sometimes he'll pay you off for that. He'll break a tackle. He'll get to that second, third level, and you'll see the speed. And that's something, obviously, Deuce Staley. I was familiar with from his time being the running back coach with the Philadelphia Eagles. But that inconsistency is tricky. And then in the Eagles offense recently, you haven't seen him be as much of a pass catcher, and that's because they have Jalen Hurts, who doesn't throw to the backs very much. They leave the backs in the pass protect, and then they, they let Jalen Hurts run as their own check down. But he can be more of a pass catcher than I think you've seen over the last couple of years. And to justify that money that they gave him, I think you're going to see him be that, a three-down back, and they're going to be willing to use him out of the back that was a pass catcher. So I don't, I, when you look at the rest of the running back landscape, like obviously a lot of the bigger names were franchise tagged before they hit free agency. So Sanders' contract was a little bit difficult to prognosticate, but I was surprised to see him get that much money. With that said, he's a solid back. You know what I'm saying? And then the home run potential is certainly there. Uh, I, I don't think it's a bad signing. I just do think it was a little rich for my blood. Ben, when you look at this Panthers receiving core and you're talking about these weapons and Adam Thielen and he talked about wanting to come in here and build a championship contender. And when you look at him and where he's at and what he once was in Minnesota, what could Panther fans realistically expect from him? What do you think? So the thing with Thielen is that he's always he was a good athlete, right? People like to think, okay, he was like a small school guy coming out of Wisconsin. He wasn't a good athlete. No, he was a solid athlete. But he's always played a style of ball at, at the receiver position where he can be successful without elite athleticism. Like, there's a lot of, like, you know, win the boxing outs, you know, run solid routes, win with leverage. It's not like he's, his entire game is predicated on just being this, this insane speed threat or this super quick guy, you know what I'm saying? So you're going to be all right. When you go and you look at, at how he's produced over the last several seasons, he's not that 1,000-yard receiver he was in the mid-2010s. But you can set your watch to him, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's a solid possession receiver. He's that rookie quarterback, best friend sort of a guy. And that's why I don't mind the signing. They gave him money like he's going to be a 1,000-yard receiver. And he's probably the primary target getter right now. I don't necessarily think he's going to be that. I think they're going to hope that some of their young players, some of the more dynamic players, end up taking some of those targets by, by the end of this upcoming season and maybe into next season. But Thielen is a veteran in the room whose game has translated as he's gotten older. He's fine being over the hill, over 30 years old, and being a quality player. We'll see how long his legs can hold up. You know, he's been a little bit banged up. He had a hamstring problem this past season, played a bunch of games, but it was nagging him a little bit. So we'll see what, we'll see what the health looks like. But he's always steady. You can set your watch to him, and that's the nice thing to have in the room. And then when you look at Hayden Hurts, him coming over from Cincinnati and catching 52 passes in an offense that featured T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and uh, Joe Mixon would catch the ball out of the backfield as well. Could he be looked at as a potential breakout candidate this season in an offense where a rookie quarterback would certainly be relying on that tight end position? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a tight end uh, in a Frank Reich offense any day of the week and twice on Sundays. I got no problem with that. You know, Hurst is, a, Hurst is a solid player, but really I think it's the opportunity from the number of snaps that he's going to play uh, and, and the, the way that they're going to use him as a receiver because that's where he's a little bit stronger relative to Tommy, right? Relative to Tommy Trumbull, who came along, again, coming along nicely, I think is a nice young player for the Panthers, but was known for his blocking ability coming out of Notre Dame. And so he's got a nice tight end duo there. You're going to see a lot of those 12 personnel sets, right? A lot of that offense 
where they're going to have two tight ends on the field, and I think Hurst is going to see a ton of a ton of targets. How many he gets a little bit depends on which quarterback you get for him, right? Who they pick at number one overall. Some guys, you know, Richardson, Levis, those guys like to push the ball down the field a little bit more. The CJ Strouds and your Bryce Young, those guys are a little bit more risk management, right? And they'll, they'll use that tight end, use that possession tight end a little bit more. So exactly how much gets used, that breakout candidacy, to me that's got a lot to do with who they end up drafting. When you look at this division and, and Derek Carr going to the Saints right now, and I see the NFC South as uh, probably a one-team playoff division. But when you look at this, if the rookie quarterback comes in and is at least uh, productive, do you think that this is a Panthers team that could win this division, or are the Saints right now kind of the class of the NFC South? I find the odds in terms of who wins the NFC South, to be extremely mispriced. I do not understand why the Saints are the favorite. Uh, Derek Carr coming in certainly benefits the Saints, but that roster's got a lot of holes on it. Uh, and, and, and the Saints talk about throwing money around just in free agency to pretend you don't have holes. I mean, they're big spenders every year, but uh, I, I go and I look at the brass tacks of that roster, the, 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 the bones of its structure, and I don't see it as better than the Panthers. I think the Panthers and the Falcons are the, are the two top teams in this division, both of them with big, huge question marks at the quarterback position, right? And that's what you're kind of waiting to, to find out about. That's what you're waiting to see is, is who, do the, uh, who do the Panthers get at one overall, and then how do the Falcons come along with Desmond Ritter? Uh, but, you know, Carr, comfortably the best quarterback in the division. I understand why that gives betters and that gives analysts a lot of faith in the Saints. But overall, breadth of the roster, I think the Panthers and the Falcons are in stronger spots. I think the Panthers overall are in the best spot get quarterback right, and they should win this division. Ben Solak joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Ben, you talked about Frank Reich's system as it pertains to the tight end. During his time in Philly, being the head coach of Indy is going to be the play caller here with Carolina, at least for the time being. What can fans expect to see elsewhere outside the tight end position from a Frank Reich offense? It's a, it's a funny question. Frank Reich was in Indianapolis for four total seasons. In those four total seasons, he had four different starting quarterbacks. The offense looked different for each one, and that's a sign of a good a good coach. That's the hallmark of a guy who understands what he's doing. Uh, because when it was Jacoby Brissett, all right, under center, play action shots. When it was Phillip Rivers, all right, Rivers likes to throw to the back. We're going to spread it out. We're going to let him throw to the back by the line of scrimmage. Carson Wentz, we're going to run the RPOs. You know what I'm saying? They did what was conditional to the quarterback that they have. And, uh, and when you go and you look at this coaching staff that he's cobbled together, right? You get uh, a Jim Caldwell, you get a Josh McCown, you get a Thomas Brown, you get a Deuce Staley. You see guys from a bunch of backgrounds, right? You see guys who, who have been who've coached at different places with Frank at different points in his career. So what this offense looks like is going to, again, change relative to the, the, the quarterback that they get in the building. And I'm, I'm confident that they're going to design good stuff for that guy. The other reason why I'm confident that that's going to be the case is because of the quality of the offensive line that they have. We have a good offensive line. You can do whatever you want, right? Protect with five, protect with six, play action, drop back. Everything's available to you, and you've got a solid line. And, man, that Panthers line really came along nicely last year. By the end of the season, with the health, with the continuity, they you know, move Christensen inside, Aki Aquanu gets his legs under him. Just so, so, so very impressive. Uh, and that, I think, gives Wright the leeway he wants. So, like that. That's a long answer. Short answer is call me in three months. I'll let you know what I think then. But right now, I don't know just yet. Okay, we will. Uh, no doubt about it. But I do want to, you know, maybe it's the same question over again, as you kind of just mentioned there. But that's why when people talk about the fit with C.J. Stroud and or Bryce Young in this offense, I don't necessarily know what that means. Do you know what that means here, Ben? Because C.J. Stroud, Bryce right. Young, both of those guys coming over, if you see something different with Frank Reich every year with different QBs, this coaching staff has been as self 
celebrated a coaching staff offseason hiring session as I've ever seen before. Like, does it really matter from a fit standpoint with either Stroud or Young, the favorites to be that number one pick? Yeah, well, I, I think that in terms of like on field schematic fit, I don't think it, it matters too much. I think that they, they Reich and, and his coaching staff will see things in Bryce that they go, okay, this reminds us of. Rivers, this reminds us of Matt Ryan, we can do this this way, and then they'll see things in C.J. Stroud and go, oh, that reminds us of Wentz, and that reminds us of Luck, and we can do things that way, yada, yada, whatever. Uh, the height aspect of it is a question mark, right? When you go and you look at quarterbacks that, that Frank Reich has historically coached, you don't see anybody shorter than 6'4", right? You look at your Matt Ryans, your Philip Rivers, and your Carson Wentz's, and these are big dudes, you know what I'm saying? So, so there is uh, the question of, does Frank Reich simply have the opinion that he needs to be coaching somebody who has height. And he just at the quarterback position. He just will not engage with uh, a, a quarterback who's too small to see over the line. Like That's a legitimate question that people have. And it makes me a little bit curious about figuring out the Bryce Young aspect of things. You also don't see him work a lot with quarterbacks who really talk him on the ball that much. Now, you know, when certainly could do it, and they kind of investigated that a little bit. Um, but that kind of puts the Anthony Richardson in, in, into question. So there are question marks for some of these guys. But when it comes to like what the offense is going to look like on the field, that's going to be highly variable to, to the personnel that Reich has uh, to the quarterback that he ends up drafting. Ben, turning the page to the defensive side of the ball, Panthers sign Von Bell, and then they make a couple of other signings that aren't necessarily splash, so to speak. But are there some thing, things going on over there that you really like and maybe a low-key signing that could be a surprise pickup? Gosh, I love what the Panthers are doing on defense. I, I, I am the world's biggest at zero ever fan. You won't find somebody bigger than me. And this talent, I mean, Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin, J.C. Horn went healthy. I know we got, we got to get healthy, but still. This is one of the most uh, uh, impressive defensive rosters in terms of, like, young talent that you'll find in the league. And then they got one of the most impressive young defensive minds that you'll find in the league. Home run to me uh, in that regard. Now, they got to pay a lot of these dudes, right? Burns got one year left there. Brown's got one year left in the fifth-year option. Jack Thompson's got two years left. Uh, uh, Frankie Lubin's got one year left. And then Tim's got one year left, right? So this is a big proving ground. they got to figure out who's good, who their guy is, and who their guy isn't quickly. Uh, but I, I think defensively, I think that the, uh, the fans are going to be forced to reckon with. I think it's going to be a really, really impressive unit. Uh, the Vaughn Bell signing is a great one. I don't. I, nobody else comes to mind in terms of the guy that they've picked up so far this year who I think, like, you know, all right, this guy will stand out, this guy will do this for them, this guy will do that for them. But I will say the uh, the Chin, Xavier Woods, Von Bell safety trio is sick. That's exactly how you build it in the modern NFL. Guys you can step up, guys you can tackle, guys you can play in the slot. I mean, it is as as likable as you'll find. I'm really impressed with what they've done there. All right, I think all Panthers fans also just became Ben Solak fans as yes. they listen to him here on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Those same fans can follow him on Twitter, by the way, at Benjamin Solak. Check out his work on The Ringer, The Ringer NFL Show, NFL staff writer for that site as well. Ben, we really appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Y'all take care. Absolutely, Ben. Thanks again. That's great stuff. He always does great work covering the NFL. Likes the Panthers, Wes. What do you think about that gas up session with him? Yeah, it was big time gas. I don't know if I, you know, buy into all of that. No hate, but you know what I'm saying? But 
he did give a lot of positive feedback for what they're doing, man. I mean, you know, he had the Panthers in the Super Bowl, Kansas City. <laughs> oh, no. Carolina. <laughs> no, don't do that. First rookie quarterback don't to ever that. get he to the Super him. Bowl. It's okay to like him. <laughs> it's okay to like him, Ben. Don't, uh, don't listen to Stroud us. versus Patrick Mahomes, no, Super yeah, Bowl. I'll take it. Or Bryce Young. But if, if he gets our guy, yeah, Bryce Young, so. then yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right, yeah. now you're coming around. That was Ben Solak. <laughs> we'll put that interview on the website, WFNZ.com. We're not done. We have more people to get to. Siobhan Bryan yep. going to be joining Look us you next. Dancing outside WB. the window. Oh, oh. It's lit. It's a lit Friday. What you mean? Let's go to break. Let's bring her on sooner. Uh. Right now. Let's do it. Sports yeah. Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. We're back. You're back. I'm back. Studio is popping right now. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Hit us up on the Garage Door Guru text line 704-570-9610. Hit up those socials. Hit that follow button. Wesson Walker and WFNZ on Twitter and the WFNZ Instagram. I got the video with the windmill, you know, dunk in the garbage can that Dominic Wilkins was filling. I love that you just had this sense of urgency. You know what? Let's put a trash can windmill dunk out on social media. I'm always looking to entertain the people, you know what I'm saying, and give them It was so spontaneous. You know what I'm saying? But now, in the studio, from WBTV, one of the best anchors and reporters in the game. (laughs) Okay? She just put the feature up at the fire department. I I forget which one it was. Charlotte Fire. But you can go on her Instagram and check it out. Charlotte Fire. Because we do a segment called Fire or Fizzle. It was not the Fizzle department. Yeah, you're kind of a day late right there because Uh the theme song is Fire Man uh, by Lil Wayne. So, yeah, you would have been perfect uh, (laughs) for that. But comes to us by way of of Huntsville, Alabama, Oklahoma City, Biloxi, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. But... wow. She calls Miami home, Home former University of Miami Hurricane. (laughs) Former? uh, Forever? What do you mean? Yes, I'm sorry. (laughs) And told me double major and six minor. Three minors. Three. You told me six at first. (laughs) Triple minor. (laughs) Triple. That's right. You said triple minor. My bad. I did multiplication. You almost have to go to school the same time as a doctor to be a six-time minor. When she told me triple minor, though, I was like, how? <laughs> you said trip. Did you think triple was safe? Did you times it uh, by yeah, two? Yeah, I started times it by two. Majors. Okay. But right. Siobhan Bryan joining us in the studio. <laughs> what an intro, We're already man. off and running. Woo. I tried, Happy man. I tried. Friday, I had a little mistake, but yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Triple minor. I told her, I said, you were a true student when she told me that. <laughs> I was. still a lot. It, I mean, it under delivers now, but it's still, it's still a lot <laughs> she's of like, I, She's like, I ran through my majors, and then I just started trying to find stuff to do. Yeah, I was bored, so I just wanted to take extra classes. Yeah, I was taking random a, courses. What a student. <laughs> How many people out there when they're bored? Yeah, I'll just take more classes. I mean, I'll just yeah. take more classes. She was like, you could graduate early. I was like, ah, I'll throw some more classes on yeah. there. <laughs> I'm going to summer school just trying to get a D in summer school, though, because I'm mad I have to be in school in mm-hmm. the summer. I the told worst. you the bucket head tilted to the side, bucket hat. Not the bucket hat. Yeah, bucket hat tilted to the side, going hey. to class, not trying to listen to anything. Real quickly, 
<laughs> Can we ask her opinion on fitting yes. the bucket hat real quickly? Let's go. Right, right, what's the question? This so, is great. So real quickly, just I wanted to get your opinion on this because we love bucket hat fitty. Our producer, if yeah. you don't know now, you know. We love the As bucket hat. As he puts hat. on the bucket hat. Yes. We, I see you. We, we love him. We love bucket yeah. hat. We think it works. I like that. We think I it think legitimately it's works. swaggy. You know I like it. Come on, now. That, that right giving, there. It reminds me of home. It's giving South Beach spring yes. break. Yes. Like, that trumps like all. That Thank trumps you. all. It's a beautiful shade of blue. You know, it's like sea foam, green, blue. I like it. The color scheme works. Fiddy, how gassed up are you right now? <laughs> Dude, um, I'm so mad at you. You've now you know, threw me under the bus to Tim Kirchkin, <laughs> one of my idols in the industry. That's, that's correct. And now someone that works in the the same building Sorry. as us. What is your problem? I, Mike Goma to you. I, You're going to see me like on your way to the bathroom all the time. Yeah. You'll be like, where's the bucket I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forced a compliment towards you. You should right. be thanking me instead of being angry with me hey. because I'm just, I'm trying to get as many people as possible to give you the legitimate compliment. That is very real. <laughs> I think that's the best one you could get. It looks mm. great, Fitty. That's I all. It. I just wanted to bring that to the attention. I love now it. maybe we can talk about some Hurricanes action tonight in the Yes, we can. Okay. Can I tell them the nickname is Chevy as well. Yeah, That's everybody what you calls like. me Chevy. Yeah, I tried yeah. to go Vonnie. She said no Chevy. He's not Vonnie. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to do that. <laughs> but listen, Kane's tonight, 715. Now, you will be here. I'll be here. But are you going to be just causing listen, a lot of ruckus so watching the So here's the, the thing. So here's the good thing. My shift ends at 730, right? Okay. But because of March Madness, we don't have a show at 7. We don't uh -huh. have On Your Side tonight because we'll be in the game, which means I'll be getting paid, but I will be glued to a television so I will be making lots of ruckus. I was just telling you guys before I came on, I'm kind of mad I didn't bring my turnover chain because I brought it last oh, Friday. Oh, I didn't too. know you had that. Oh, I brought it last Friday. You didn't tell me. I brought it last Friday. I posted it on my Facebook. And of oh. course, you know, especially working here in North Carolina, a lot of Blue Devil and Tar Heel fans had some choice words. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I love y'all too. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it's Canes all day, man. So I'm super excited for the game tonight. But I'm, I'm glad you guys asked me to come today because I'm also a realist. And I just fear that if I didn't come on today, I wouldn't, you know, we don't know what, what this evening holds. <laughs> so I'm glad that I'm able to talk as my Canes are so Coach Gristleball got rid of the turnover chain, though. He said Man. they're about business now. So are you going to get rid of yours? Of course not. Okay. Yeah. Crystal Ball's new here. Look. Uh, oh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I you're mean, not. No, go no, with it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> with it. I'm so with it. Plus, why would you get rid of the turnover chain? Something that we all loved. Even Everyone if, loves it. And even if you hated it. Other you schools did, copied it. You didn't really. Yeah. All you did was just turn it into something else mm -hmm. as this whatever thing that you had to to celebrate a turnover. Like yeah. everybody loves it. A lot of people did copy it too. And, and so some many not programs good. copied it. Yeah. And I respect it, you know, but everybody yeah. can't be the you. Win, lose, or draw, we literally have shirts that say the you has swagger. And even when we're not good, that fact holds true. Yeah. So how you're at Miami everything, yep. right? Like there's not anything in the Miami area that you are not pulling for. Correct. Hurricanes, Marlins, Heat, mm -hmm. like Dolphins, win, lose or draw. I'm hometown <laughs> over everybody. So who are you most excited about right now, given their prospect? Like the Heat actually struggling a little bit this mm -hmm. year. Miami, that'll be interesting given the offseason that they had. But they have Tyreek Hill. It's all about Tua. Yeah. Do you trust in your quarterback to lead them to the promise? So land? here's what's wild about my Canes right now. I actually moved here from Alabama, so I was really stoked to see Tua get drafted to my Dolphins. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he did slightly underperform, but then just between the potential con concussion thing and everything, right. you know, I can only be so mad. But, I mean, between Tyreek Hill and everybody else, I'm excited to see what my Dolphins do. Mm. I'm excited to see what my Canes do. I mean, I who am I most excited about? 
Ooh. Well, I mean, I guess it's it's kind of dumb, honestly, on my part, because the Canes are in the Sweet 16. Yeah. They got the Houston. Yeah. They got the Houston matchup tonight. Yeah. And, so, and, and even our women, because our women are playing in three minutes. And we beat Indiana men and Indiana women within 24 hours of each other. Oh, we need to get it on the TV then. We need, <laughs> to, get, we need to get hyped up yeah. immediately. You might need to get that game on for me. I think, and look, Wes, like I know we've talked about they're the lone ACC representative. Miami's fun. I mean, they got a bunch of playmakers. Yeah. They got a bunch of guards. Like, what, what are the chances you think that Miami can actually pull off this upset against Houston, who hadn't looked great? To That's be what I'm saying. You. We don't know uh, what's the deal with Sasser, if he's yeah. going to play. And uh, if he does not, I mean, Miami's dangerous because, like I've said all season long, we talked about how they're one of, I guess, uh, I think it was three teams last time I saw. They have four guys, ter- 13 points yeah. or better. Mm-hmm. Omer is out there balling right now. They got Pack. They got Jordan Miller. So, I mean, Miami's dangerous. Houston does need to look out. I think this should be one of the best games in the weekend. And I'm not just saying that because Siobhan. <laughs> because I'm 100%. No, I am too. No, I'm, I think we're all excited about Miami. I want the text line, 704-570-9610, the Garage Door Guru text line, to continue asking Miami questions or Siobhan just some questions about her one year in the Queen City, yeah. almost, right? Like, a year ago today... I left my last station. And mm. so you're, you've are you basically been here a year now Just in Charlotte. Here. What is your biggest takeaway from the Queen City so far? Oh, my so goodness. Far? I love Charlotte. The thing is... This sounds so simple of me, and maybe it's the Miami and me. The city is just so aesthetically pleasing. Like, a clear weather day looking at Uptown Charlotte, you just can't beat it. I mean, it's yeah. just such a beautiful city that I just enjoy. I live in Uptown, so I get to see it every day, and I really just appreciate that a lot. Because especially in this business, you work in a lot of small markets to work your way up. So to come to a metropolitan place like this, and, you know, it, it's just a beautiful place to be. Favorite new restaurant that you got? Ooh. You can name a couple if it's hard to choose there from. There are a few. Okay, so this is kind of a funny one, but something that I tell my family back home, Bojangles is not good in Miami. But Bojangles is amazing in North Carolina. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I get it because it's from here. Because yeah. I remember seeing so many Bojangles commercials saying, why is it so big here? Yeah. But Bojangles is great here. I don't eat it often. I try not to eat a lot of fried food, but it's great. Um, I've had a lot of really good food here. Barbecue, Max Speed Shop is great. Noble Smoke okay. is great. Yeah, there you um, go. I've had some great tacos here. You know, I mean, I yeah, I've been I've been eating good. Since I've been in Charlotte. Well, over there at Southbound, the taco yeah, place. I like good. I like tacos right there next to Max Beach Shop, yeah, by I like the way. Southbound. Um Bakersfield's got some good tacos. You Love got a taco place for us, Fitty? Well, no, you, you said you've had Noble Smoke, right? Yeah. Have you had Bossy Beulah's? I love Bossy That's one of the first places that was recommended to me by my coworkers here in the newsroom. They were like, if you want something quick, because, you know, we're right here in, in, in Wesley Heights. It's right around the corner. I love that Bossy sauce. Just don't take Walker there with you, because you'll have to buy his sandwich. He'll never buy you back. <laughs> I know it's coming. It's not true. He's in the hole as far as being in debt with me right Uh now. That's what I want to make known. But we need a collection agent. I got it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm calling. And then we traded off. She loves this city, and then her city is my favorite. Uh, You know, and it's gonna be hard to top, man. I just love Miami. Miami's great. I mean, look, I went there for the first time ever. I went to. A bachelor party down there. A couple Classic. Of- <laughs> Classic. So, so the place we went to, I, I don't know, like, you're going to view me as, like, ratchet or whatever. I don't know yeah. what it is. But what about Blackbird Ordinary? That's the place I went oh, to. Oh, yeah. I've is been Blackbird there. Ordinary like okay? Like, was like that a good it. decision for yeah, us? Yeah, I think that's a solid decision. We had a great time. Now, Spence wrote into the text line. Okay. Spence wrote in, Walker, ask her, does she know about Flanagan's Restaurant? That's his oh, favorite restaurant. In Miami. Oh. Yes. No, Flanagan's is fantastic. And Flanagan's is one of those things that... It's like it's a it's a if you know, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's not something that when people say you got to go to Miami, oh, you got to try Flanagan's. It's like a really chill restaurant. 
you know, it's wood panel, everything, but the food is solid. They serve the drinks in these huge plastic cups. I mean, Flanagan's is a classic Spence. You know what you're talking about, for yeah, sure. Food is a big deal for us on this show oh, all yeah. day. I oh, went, I'm, I was trying to, <laughs> I was busily trying to find the restaurant uh, that I went to in Miami where I had the rabbit pasta. It was like oh a my place. Gosh. Yes, it was so good. Rabbit though. pasta? Yeah, yeah man. It was good, it. man. It was good. It was like this real kind of fancy spot. They had the, uh, we had the lamb uh, pork chops in there and stuff. No, it was lamb uh, like, ribs. Like lamb lollipops. Yeah, and there was a place that when we first got out and the Uber dropped us off, like there's a laundromat like right beside. Like it looks a little rough. Like when they drop <laughs> you off, you're like, wait a minute, busted, where are we I'm going? Sure. But then you see people out there, Porsches and stuff like that parked. So we're like, okay, because this place, uh, I'm going to find it before you get out of here. But Uh-oh. the chefs and... Is very highly uh, decorated. Well, man. there can't be many places that sport rabbit, rabbit pasta. <laughs> man, it was off the chain when we watched like, And they serve it to you in small plates. Like, you go in there and they're like, Listen. well, most people get like five or six things. And, you know, it's oh, not so cheap. Like a series of small yeah, plates. Yeah, it's not cheap. Thing. So you said yeah, they're like nah. five or six. I don't know. I don't know that place. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to Alabama, Mississippi, and Oklahoma and have never had rabbit pasta. <laughs> All right. So we'll go to the text line once again. Feel free to ask your Miami question or one year being new to the city of Charlotte mm-hmm. questions. 704-570-9610. Hunter asked, ask her if The Rock is around a lot since he's from <laughs> Miami. So maybe we can switch this question up by asking, what is what are some of your favorite celebrity run-ins? Because you were telling us that you yeah. actually interviewed a decent amount of celebrities yeah, when did. you were working for a hip-hop station in Miami. I did. So, And it was such an interesting journey. So I, I worked at 99 Jams, and at that point, DJ Khaled did the drive at 5, which was just the 5 o'clock kind of traffic Hour. And he was great, but he would bring in all types of artists. So I've interviewed as an intern, essentially like a part time employee. I interviewed Chris Brown and Omarion and Sean Paul and all of these great artists. But just being out and about in the city, you know who you would see a lot was Miami Heat great Alonzo Mourning. No way. You would see yeah. Alonzo Mourning at brunch every Sunday. Like, you would see Alonzo Mourning everywhere. Well, now it, I feel like we have to have some kind of turf athlete war because he started his <laughs> career in Charlotte, but he didn't want us. So I don't even know how many Hornets He's fans a would Miami, actually— He's He, he yeah, is. Look, we claim it, him. He does. The problem is us Hornets fans don't have a whole lot to stand on because he wanted out— and then Alonzo left after like three years and the LJ Alonzo battle. And so the fact that even in a city like Miami that you see him around all the time. All the time. I, I have to give it to you. Yeah. Like, I guess you guys just you went see, over like, Alonzo. You see like Dante Culpepper driving around all the time. Oh, he stayed when he went down there. Yeah, we would see him around a good bit. Um, You see a lot of like musicians, a lot of artists, but definitely a lot of the athletes. You would see Shaq every now and then. Um, and I can't also, miss him. Yeah, you can't, like literally five blocks away. Like that's Shaq. Um, and then also in college, I thought I wanted to do sports. So like I actually had the opportunity to interview the big three the second year of the back-to-back NBA championship. So I interviewed Chris Bosh, mm. interviewed LeBron, I interviewed Dwayne Wade, and they were fantastic. Dwayne Wade is just the most humble, cool guy on the planet. Chris Bosh is hilarious. Um, Mario Chalmers was fantastic, and I, I miss him. I mean, I, I hope he's doing well wherever he is now. I think um, he was just on the station a couple weeks ago, yeah. with, speaking with Kyle Bailey. He's doing really? the tour. I don't think the greatest things to say about LeBron, because they picked on him a little bit <laughs> oh, during those times. So I think he's doing okay, Good. at least from what I know, but I he don't think he's really got the greatest great. things And then Norris Cole, which I know he was either a rookie or it was like his second season that year. But yeah, so I, I've had the opportunity to really be in front of some really incredible people so it's been a cool journey. And you said Khaled was very calm, he like was a really chill off guy. the mic. But then when you guys got on there, he Listen, was just blowing it up. So my, one of my favorite words in the English language is juxtaposition. Yeah. When you put two things next to each other that are like complete opposites. Yeah. 
Like, if you walked into a room, DJ Khaled was very like, hey, Siobhan, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, good to see you. And then as soon as he hopped in, like, it's another one, DJ Khaled. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> dude. Like, I didn't even know you had that in you. So it was so funny kind of just seeing the way that he would just launch off the second that the light went on. It was incredible. I feel like I'm not surprised, though, as different as he is on the mic, because yeah. you can't bring a pillow to rest your feet on, courtside at <laughs> a heat game, and not be one of the chillest dudes You've out gotta there. You've got to be chill. You've got to be chill. 100% chill. But also, Sean Paul, you said, was probably the best race. Radio oh my interview. gosh, he's, he's so energetic. <laughs> All those ad libs that you hear in his music, he does that in your face. Like Sean Paul is that <laughs> in person. So he's he's a ton of fun for sure. Have you gotten to enjoy like all that Charlotte has to offer going to Panthers games, Hornets games, anything like that? So I've been to a couple Hornets games. I've been to and actually I've only been to one SC game and it was when they played mm. Chelsea. It's when they beat Chelsea. Oh yeah. Okay. I went to that game. That's the only uh Charlotte FC game I've been to. I still have not made it to a Panthers game. Um, so that's definitely high on my priority list. Got to do that. Been to a couple nights games as well. I really want to go to a checkers game. Haven't been to one of those, but okay. I just love live sports. So I'm here for all of it. Uh, last question on the text line. Sure. Are you used to the bipolar Carolina weather yet? <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about the weather here is actually very similar to what I saw in Huntsville, Alabama, where it's like, it'd be like 85 degrees one day. And then it's like freezing the next day. Then it's humid the mm. next day. So unfortunately, I'm used to it, but I, I'm looking forward to it steadying out a little bit. Alabama's sticky, though. It my, is. My, my mom lived in Fairhope, right on the Florida-Alabama line. Oh, she was way down south. I was closer to Nashville. It sucked. But the closer you are to the Gulf, it's it's thick. The heat Air was off. Yeah, thick. I was just about to ask you about those uh, Alabama summers. Does it even compare? Because <laughs> some places just sound hot. When you start talking Alabama, Mississippi. And parts of Texas, too. Yeah, they have places. Oh, yeah, Texas was the hottest place I've ever been. When yeah. I went to football camp at Austin, it was it's rough absurd. Because you, they don't get the ocean breeze like we get in Miami. Yeah. You get some kind of relief, but like, especially South Alabama, South Mississippi, and Southern parts of Texas, it's just sticking on you. If and you, it doesn't go anywhere. If you got swamps nearby, I'm not trying to hang out there in the <laughs> like, summer. Done, and like, done. no thank you, Alabama, even Mississippi and some of those areas. No thank you. I'm good on that. <laughs> and in Miami, I guess with the ocean breeze, it makes good a Lord, difference. you go down in the summertime, you walk out that door. You have to change your shirt a couple I'm times. I'm dying for the breeze. <laughs> well, if you're there like next to the channel or whatever, or just like with some of the you waterways. You walk 10 yeah. feet down the street, you're already starting to uh, your shirt perspire. Is yeah, to your yeah, already, mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, I mean, Fitty, what we got, man? Let's take it out with the uh, last Fitty Flash of the day. All right. Was, it was quick. It was it was quick. Well, my my voice back here is messed up. All right, Wes, you got something you want to talk about about the uh Charlotte Roland Hornets? Yeah. And I don't really know how to th Talk about it, so uh, I'll let you talk about it. Go ahead. What do you want to say about it, Wes? Well, we just have a, a couple of teams here that are uh, wheelchair league that are going to defend their national championships. So I wanted to bring uh, that news. Their varsity purple team will begin its defense uh, against the number 13-seeded Mad City Badgers from Wisconsin, and the varsity teal team opens play against the Wasa Marquette Eagles, also from Wisconsin. Just wanted to give a shout-out to them. We have some Hornets winning in this town, defending oh. <laughs> national champions. So we had to give it up to them, man. We, we did. We also had to tear down the real Charlotte Hornets as far as who plays in the NBA, but that's okay. We <laughs> See, can there still, you go. I didn't... Uh, <laughs>
I said at least we got some Hornets that are winning big. No, that's true. A big shout to them. Big shout to Siobhan Bryan as well joining us here in studio. It was awesome to have. No doubt about it. Catch her on WBTV News. Tell them what what times we got. Uh, About an hour and a half, 4 o'clock. Oh, thank you. We appreciate it. She'll bring stories and don't sleep. Siobhan's got the story of the the shooting. She's nice with the guns, too, man. So, you know. (laughs) Okay, whoa. You did. The story was a gun safety story at a range. She was popping that thing. We don't like context around here. Just, I, I like, let's cut up that sound bite. Let's run it as a promo. She's good with the guns. We're Wait. off and rolling. No doubt, Siobhan. We appreciate it. Thanks for coming in. When we return on the Wes and Walker show, we're going to close this thing down. What's on tap? Uh, if you guys got any final tips for me for sounding the siren and the week that was, this is the Wes and Walker show, Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. He's injured, though. Like, this song, we're not going to hear it anymore, right? Can we go with this anymore if he is going to be out for a long, long time? And is he out for the season? Uh, He said that if we're playing in October, which, damn it, we will be, he's not going to really be able to return. Look, it's Friday. We're closing down the show. We brought on the GOAT, Tim Kirchkin. I thought it was just a great time to bring back Timmy the Trumpet. I I love you, Fiddy. Thank you. I love you, too. I don't want to. I don't want to call you out, but at the same time, it's happened three times. I think. Can you say his name? Can you say his name one more time? Who? Tim's. Tim Kirchkin. <laughs> it's not it, dude. What is it? It's Tim, Tim Kirchkin. Tim Kirchkin. You keep putting a K yeah. after the ch. <laughs> you're, you're saying Tim. You're saying Tim Kirchkin. Yeah. And it's Tim well, Kirchkin. There's a highlight for next week. Tim Kirchkin. No, you keep. This Kirk is like, Chin, this like, is like Chin, like the, Jeremy Chin, Kirk well, Chin. No, well, no, except it starts with a J. Kirk Jin. Tim Kirk Jin. Tim Kirk Jin. Is that it? Oh, you so, say Kirk Jin? He, yes. I always he, thought when I heard him say it, it they said Kim, it's spelled Tim K, It's spelled K-U-R-K-J-I-A-N. So you got to make the, ch, the Tim Kirk Jin. <laughs> now I can't talk, damn it. <laughs> Tim Church Kid. Oh, fitty man. I mean, look, I, I promise you, now, the both of the times that I've called you out before, right, with Tim Kirk Jin, okay, that was out of love, and that was to try to make him mm. laugh a little bit. So is the bucket hat thing. The bucket hat thing, she's being real. I just want people to know, as soon as we got off the mic, she said, I'm not even kidding about the bucket hat. You, it is swaggy. That is real. I was not capping for the radio. And so I just want to gas you up, like, 100%. Are you mad at me still, or are you still angry with me? No, now... <laughs> Okay, because you, you know you should have brought this to my attention this morning when I brought and I mentioned when we bring him on. Mm-hmm. I was just really excited. I love Tim Kirchin a lot. That sounded that sounded pretty good. Yeah, that sounded pretty good. I mean, it was not as bad. Like whenever I had the Muggsy Bogues thing, it was like a three minute spaz. What was that? What was the Muggsy Bogues one? I was calling him Musky. <laughs> musky like, Bogues. Like he spelled. Hmm. I like Musky Bogues, man. I like musky bugs. Uh, let's also go to go ahead. You had something else. I'm just saying there's a nine in them that says that Fiddy is not the only one that says his name like that. Who? Kirk- Tim Churchkin? I don't even I can't even say it like Kirchkin. you to be honest with. It's tough. Yeah. 
Kirchkin. Um, yeah, I guess so. Let's go to the text line, though, because the text messages, they were having me rolling before we actually get to the week that was and then hand over the mic to Fitty. Bad QB evaluator. He wrote in a couple bangers, man. He said, bleep Fairhope. I'm from Spanish Fort, MFR. Okay, that's what he said to me when I mentioned my mom lived in Fairhope for like three years. Ah, okay, when you first so, said it, I was like, yeah. why so did then he say said, that? But, but here's his next text, right? He said, my dog Oliver got eaten by an alligator. Mm. <laughs> okay, and then one text, and then my dog Oliver got eaten by an alligator. He said another one in did he really? Yeah. All right, let's go back to bad QB evaluator real quickly. Is it another funny one? Um, No, it's just probably very illogical uh, oh, assumption. All right, well, we don't need to be reading that. Nobody that gives us money, we're going to be, I'm not going to read that. Unless you want to, go ahead. Nah. Yeah, 100%. Don't look at me if you're not going to do it. I'm not going to read it either. He just had a very logistic take about a certain sponsor on the station. All right, somebody wants to talk DJ Chark, so that means we're going to do the week that was with Fiddy instead. Go ahead, Fiddy. The week that was. Let's send it off. All right. Oliver was a Cocker Spaniel, by the way. Thank you, Bad QB Evaluator, RIP. Crazy week on the show. We go back to when Willie P was in the studio with us on Tuesday. And we brought up that Tom Hanks conversation that carried the station for 12 hours. Or as Willie says, well, we wasted air. I know Fiddy apparently loved this conversation because it prohibited him it from is it actually is, giving us new music because of this Tom Hanks conversation. It, it, is, it has literally led to more wasted air on this radio station than normally happens, which is saying wow. something. <laughs> <laughs> During what time slot are you talking about? Is it uh, like maybe 12 to 3, the wasted air that you're talking about? The, hour, the hours that sunshine exists. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show. <laughs> Check us out, 92.7 FM, <laughs> Willie P, a ringing endorsement. Wes and Walker, we waste air. Wes, if he would have said our show wasted air, would you have decked him? Uh, no, it's not worth me losing my job over, but I probably would have said some choice words uh, to which... You, you know, could have led it to there, but... Here's the thing. He's lost so much weight. His head now is like a bobblehead. <laughs> and I would have liked to see you rock that thing a time or two. Oh, yeah? Willie P, big table energy is what you're getting after that soundbite? Now, that's all reserved for you, especially after today. Called me out twice. You've made me laugh with a Bruce sternum. Yeah, because you got so excited. You punched yourself in the chest after Tom Izzo lost. Man, well, you must have hit yourself hard. I mean, I don't even know you could hit that hard. I'm going to guess you can't. But you're still hurting while you're laughing. I let's, bet it's 678 in Church League softball. I could hit hard, damn uh, it. All right, let's see. Let's see how <laughs> uh, hard you laugh here on the next soundbite. All right, we go. We got two from the bit with Beth yesterday. I'll start with one that Walker admitted what he would like to eat if um, a truck had spilled over in the middle of the road with him. No, no. Boxes of steak. Oh, a bunch of steak, yeah, like an Omaha Steaks truck. Especially so like over a road steak. That's like roadkill. I mean, that's basically roadkill. Basically, <laughs> in Catawba County, they do it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we used to do that with my friends at 14 years old. We'd say, "Hey, there's a raccoon. Let's go get it." <laughs> Cook raccoon steak. What do you got, Fiddy? Well, I was gonna say single women until you said it had to be a food item. So oh, now that, that sounds weird. If there's <laughs> okay, you guys Why aren't playing the game right. It's a good. It's a good segue though to single women. Well, it, it is. It is a good 
it's it's yeah okay it's a okay. questionable segue. Yeah. <laughs> it's not though. Why is the truck spilling single women out? That's well, you my said question. Bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad because that sounds like traffic. It sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. I'm really, yeah, that's not good, Fitty. I'm really scared. <laughs> You're probably gonna get beat up trying to go grab one of them because they're gonna be trying to get free from the truck. I was gonna okay. take you with them. No, I'm not going. I don't want any parts of that, buddy. <laughs> I don't want any part of it now. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like trafficking. <sighs> Smoking that spin. Talking about trafficking. Hey, man, we bring weird. it real here on Western it's Walker. Been a real, <laughs> it's been a real weird week, man. And today, no different. What's the next soundbite you got? Buddy? All right. We now stick with the bit with Beth. Because, of course, the Dan Orlowski towel thing got brought up. And the lovely Beth Troutman, she taught us a new word. I, I tend to try to go like three. I, I'll do three. I don't want to wash the towel every single day because I'm trying to be, you know, environmentally friendly. Yeah. But but it starts to stink. The towel starts right. smelling funny. And if thir- I mean, that's like Germ. once a month. That's the question. Dan, can you not smell, dog? Like, he, come and on. you dry your bahuni and you dry like other. <laughs> what is he drying? <laughs> bahuni. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to start using that for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's going to be a drop. The bahuni is definitely. Yeah. Gonna be a drop. Wes, are you ever gonna threaten to whoop your son's bahuni? I just might. I think he would find that word very funny. He's like me. He finds certain words and how they sound hilarious. So I definitely think he'll think that's funny. I could see you being so mad that you accidentally say, I'm gonna whip your bahuni. He laughs, and then it's the worst oh, thing it's you can over. possibly do. It's over after that. As a parent, you know, once you laugh when they laugh, no more discipline to be had in that moment. Now the problem is you can't really blame him if you say bahuni in that moment, yeah. but at the same time, he needs to not laugh at any thing you say. You could bring in the best stand-up comedian of all time, and he better not laugh in yeah. that situation. Last right. one, Fiddy. The last one. We talked about smoking that spin. That brought up yesterday in Fire Fizzle and God, man, Wes went off. And a moral lesson is told at the end of each episode. One notable episode is one called The Price, in which a boy buys a drug called Spin. He was smoking that spin. <laughs> Becomes addicted to it and dies of an overdose. We need oh, no. more cartoons like that these days for these badass kids. Will these kids die of drugs? <laughs> yes, so they Sounds can learn their lesson visible. and know not to do it. If somebody fictional dies, they'll learn not to do it in okay. non-fiction. You know what it. I'm saying? And for that it. reason, <laughs> Marshall Brave Star, Tex-Hex, New Texas, is straight fire. I had to action figure Brave Star, but my mom wouldn't let me get Tex-Hex. Oh, come on, Mom. <laughs> Why didn't you do that? You said it was too demonic. Well, maybe it's because a kid died of drugs. <laughs> That's true. A good point. And that is how we'll end. We'll also end with a record talk sports guy telling us to talk sports five separate times. We appreciate you and we appreciate everyone listening from 12 to 3. Stay tuned right here. The Kyle Bailey Show coming up next alongside Smoke Ludwig. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.